and welcome to this week's episode of Diamond Insights. I'm your host, Naleli Star. In this week's episode, we talk about self-awareness. So for most of us, I think, who have been to maybe Catholic schools or urban schools, uh, at some point self-awareness was a buzzword so every ngo that was dealing with adolescents was talking about self-awareness so what is self-awareness i think a simple definition that i can give of self-awareness is constantly knowing your present self so who are you how are you today how are you feeling today you know, what are you thinking today? Why are you thinking those thoughts? It's constantly being present with yourself. It's knowing who you are ultimately. What do you value? What do you want in life? Um, what do you want to become? What do you... Uh, who do you want to hang out with? So all those questions of just knowing who... Who exactly are you? But Daniel Coleman, who is an uh, emotional intelligence guru, identified self-awareness as being made up of three elements. And these are the three elements that we're going to be talking through today. So the first one is emotional awareness, knowing your emotions. And then secondly, there's accurate self-assessment. So this is knowing what your personal strengths are, knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing what your limits, the boundaries are, uh, also what opportunities that you have as an individual. Um, also your, your, your resources as, as an individual. We all have resources, resources that we channel to be able to communicate or to, to be able to survive in this life. And then the last one is self-confidence, which is a very interesting uh, aspect for me, really. So self-awareness is composed of three elements, self, uh, sorry, emotional awareness, accurate self-assessment, and self-confidence. And today we are going to be dealing with these three and going more into details about these three aspects. So I'm going to start with emotional awareness what is emotional awareness you might ask or you might wonder so like i said earlier in my simple definition of what self-awareness is it's knowing yourself it's knowing it's being present with yourself what are you feeling for example one of the things that i know about myself when it comes to emotional awareness is that i'm very temperamental so that is something that I know. And because I know that I'm very temperamental, there are certain situations that really trigger me and I am aware of those situations. I try by all means to avoid those situations. So emotional awareness is less talked about uh, subject, especially in our society. Um, growing up, if you ever grew up in an environment like mine or in a community like mine or in Africa, I think, um, when you got bitten, your parents would beat you for actually crying. So 
we were not allowed to express emotions when we're hurt. The moment we cried, the next thing is stop crying. You you don't deserve to cry or you don't have the right to cry or just crying irritates them so they can't stand you expressing your feelings. I'm going to be honest and just say sometimes I do that to my kids. I don't like to see them cry. So I, I the first thing I say is, she, she, what's the problem? Don't cry. Just tell me what the problem is. I'm, I'm so quick to want to fix their problems. Uh, and as adults, they then grow up or we then grow up, for example, myself for a very long time. I didn't think that it was right to express emotions. So there were certain things that I would feel that I'd be very confused about because growing up, I didn't have that platform to be able to express and process my emotions. So it's very hard to even get to a point where, you know, I'm emotionally aware and I feel comfortable and I begin to process those emotions. So even just for boys, men especially, for most of the men that I think I have seen around, there's a lot of shame when it comes to expressing emotions. So boys are not supposed to cry. Boys are not supposed to feel sad. Boys are literally supposed to just mask their emotions. At least for, for women, um, they'll tell you, oh, women are soft. So if she cries, you know, she's soft. She's supposed to cry. That also, if ever you get into a point where you want to behave um, or you want to mask your emotions, it's like it's not feminine, you know. You shouldn't ever have to mask your feelings. Um, how can I put it? I, I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but I do have a point there. Um, you're not supposed to cry, as they say. Everybody, the moment somebody starts crying, everybody just wants them to stop. I, I've never been in a room where someone is crying and they're just given the space to actually just cry it out. I don't know if if you get what I am saying. So there is no safe space to kind of be fragile and be vulnerable and just let it out that I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling depressed. This is why the reason why even mental health in our society is not something that is widely or publicly spoken about or openly spoken about, even just with family and, and close friends and relatives. It's, it's not something that people feel comfortable talking about because we shame people who are open about their emotions. Um... So, emotional awareness, I want to give a definition. Emotional awareness is an ability to recognize your own emotions and their effect. So, do you know your emotions? Do you ever just wake up sometimes and look yourself in the mirror and ask, how are you? I know this is something that is some sort of a rhetorical question, Um I know that people just ask for the sake of asking and sometimes people just answer for the sake of answering so and normally the answer is yeah I'm okay I've been okay I, I, I like to do this deliberately to just ask how are you feeling and when I feel like somebody is just giving me the usual answer of you know I'm okay I've been okay oh, I'm fine I ask them no how are you really feeling like how are you feeling? Are, are you okay? Where are your emotions at? And once you ask a person 
and give them the attention that they need to be able to express themselves you'd be surprised the person who said they're fine one minute they're actually not doing okay the next minute or they have so much going on and on and on and i've had this experience so many times so i i really sometimes just like to ask no how how are you and sometimes i actually ask myself that i look myself in the mirror and i say how am i feeling today especially on days when i can actually feel myself feeling low or feeling very happy so it's i feel like um i'm an extremist it's it's very rare that um like lukewarm like right in the middle of things i'm either very happy or i'm very sad or it's just very quiet there's there's not quite an emotion that i can place somewhere but yes so i like to ask myself and this is a habit that you should develop of asking how am i feeling as an individual and why am i feeling like this for example if you feel anxious that is something that you should really sit in and just process why am i why am i feeling anxious i'm not saying you should just rush to resolving the anxiety because i think that is something that we have uh is some sort of a coping mechanism that i think most of us have actually uh developed where when we feel sad or we feel anxious because those emotions have been labeled bad I have come to learn that there are no bad emotions or emotions are indicators of what is happening inside of you. It's like you own a car and when the when the empty tank or sorry maybe the low gas uh thing comes up on your dashboard so you're looking at it and you're like okay my gas is low. You you don't really say this guy is bad why is it showing me this no you actually look at it and say oh i actually need to fill up so that's what your emotions literally are they are indicators they're not dictators that is something that we can talk about i think some other time when we talk about emotional intelligence and just uh, emotional awareness in detail so you must always listen to your emotions because they're indicating something inside of you that needs that needs dealing with so to speak and every time that you feel sadness or you feel anxiety and you just want to brush it under the rug then you are opening up uh it's almost like you're sweeping everything under the rug so you're you're making yourself actually um vulnerable to emotional attacks because every time that you get an an emotion that you don't like and you just don't process it or you don't sit with it you know and think through it and you just sweep it right under the rug chances are it's going to it's going to come up because the fact that you're ignoring it doesn't mean that you have actually resolved it so it is still there so we need to get into a space where we're constantly aware what am i feeling why am i feeling like this and sometimes we actually project what we are feeling when we refuse to process those emotions so for example i've been known to when i am upset about something and i don't want to actually deal with that issue i shout a lot so i nag about everything in the in the kitchen i nag my kids i i nag my spouse I literally just nag everybody around me because I have these emotions that I need to kind of get rid of. So I project them on other people. I I don't deal with them in a healthy 
uh, in a healthy way sometimes there are times that I actually sit and I process and I actually do tell my kids like guys are not okay today i just need some time of course they're not old enough to really understand how much time i need uh, and so sometimes if i do have the means i actually just go somewhere and just be myself but also being an adult i need to be at work sometimes so sometimes i just get myself into some music and do some work but if i do have the chance to just be alone and process those emotions i actually take the opportunity to process those emotions process why i feel sad process why i feel depressed process why i feel anxious because there there are certain seasons that i'm just constantly anxious like why am i anxious um what can I do about it? The thing that I am anxious about and not the anxiety itself because once I deal with that issue, then it no longer brings forth anxiety for me. So it's getting into that space. Please understand that self-analysis of your emotions can be very difficult, especially if you have suppressed them for a very, very long time. Uh, So for example, if you have been anxious or you have been sad um i know i'm focusing more on the quote-unquote bad emotions but those are the ones that really need to be listened to especially a lot so it is not easy to actually pinpoint an emotion uh, and say okay this is how i'm feeling and i want to process this emotion i want to process what i'm going through because of this emotion it is so important for us to get into that space but it's never easy because we haven't been brought up to process those uh those emotions at all so be gentle with yourself it's not going to happen automatically again you need to put in effort you need to be very intentional about oh how am i feeling today especially when you just feel off do do i feel sad do i feel anxious it's also knowing exactly what you feel and then you begin to process or is there something um that is perhaps in the back of my mind that i'm not addressing that is causing me to feel like this uh haven't you ever had a friend or a family or maybe one of your kids just say i feel i feel very anxious and you're like what's the problem or i feel nervous or okay what's the problem and they're like i don't know i just feel i feel so anxious i feel so nervous there's something that is going on that they're not necessarily addressing and it's perhaps pushed into their subconscious or something like that but it's just taking time and thinking what is really going on why why do i have this indicator on why do i have you know this communication from my body because emotions is just our body communicating to us our brain communicating to us telling us okay this is this is this is going on can you can you address this issue and so every time that we tiptoe around it and don't want to address it we're just making it worse so like i said just because you are avoiding the issue doesn't mean necessarily that you have actually resolved that issue so emotional awareness is very important knowing where we're at with our emotions helps us to be uh, self-aware to just even just know um ourselves better to understand okay who am i for example i already said i'm, I'm temperamental in certain curses that there are people who are very calm people who are i think my boss is one of them he, he constantly says regardless of what the 
the situation is I've, I've never seen him actually panic he's just always calm and sometimes it can be very annoying for me but he does know that he's a very calm person and he says listen now this is just how i am i'm a very calm person i don't panic about things he rarely panics about anything and i've come to respect that that's the way that he is so he knows himself he knows the space that he's in he's not a person who panics um anyhow me on the other end i'm very calm in most uh, cases but i do panic sometimes especially when i feel like things are out of my control i do panic Uh, so it's just knowing that when i panic i'm actually in panic mode and i am able to communicate whether it's at work to my team or whether it's at home with the people that i'm living with or my friends that guys i think i'm panicking i'm going through this and i'm panicking so people are able to provide me support but i'm also just aware that i'm in a space for example i wouldn't want to have a serious conversation when i'm panicking i wouldn't want to have a serious conversation when i'm angry you know i I wouldn't want to have a serious conversation when i feel nervous um those are all situations where you can actually say, listen, I, I don't think I'm in the correct space or I'm, I'm in the right space to actually be having this conversation. So can we have this conversation another time when I feel better? Because right now I don't think I am going to give you the maximum attention that you need. I don't think I have the frame of mind to be able to process what you're saying objectively. So can we have this conversation another time? You are free to do that because you know what space you are in. And like going into a conversation, you know you're not okay and then you just end up blowing everything out of proportion you get angry you make the situation worse so this is what emotional awareness does for you it puts you in an empowered position to know okay this is what i can do okay this i am not going to do so we're going to move to the second attribute which is accurate self-assessment now this is one of my favorites i suppose because this is something that I think I have been doing. And seriously, it's an ongoing process. So you're not just going to self-accurately self-assess in one day or in one week or in one experience because we are constantly changing we are constantly growing and the more that we grow the more that we discover ourselves and the more that we discover ourselves we get to a point of awareness the issue is to change in life without acknowledging the change that you're going through sometimes um i miss the old me uh, I, I miss the young me, spontaneous, you know, risk-taking and all that. But the truth of the matter is that girl, part of her remained in the past. There's a new woman in me that has come up because of what I have gone through over the years. Becoming a mother has changed a lot of that for me. So even when I'm looking at business opportunities, when I'm looking at investment opportunities, when I'm thinking of money issues, I'm just not thinking about me and, you know, and that bling I can get um, and that experience I can have. I'm also kind of thinking of my kids and it's just not the kids today and what they're eating, but also their future. So it's all those things that have transpired that have changed me a little bit. So over the years, I'm, I'm constantly changing so now what is um, self-assessment so self-assessment is some sort of personal SWOT analysis it's understanding your personal strengths what your weaknesses are what your inner resources are and how to channel them and most importantly what your limits are and I know we all don't like 
uh, to talk about limits because it's like we're losing power or anything like that. But this is so important for us to know. Sometimes, because we don't know where our sphere of influence ends, we begin to step on other people's toes and we begin to violate other people's boundaries. But it is so important, as we're going to see when we talk about uh, self-confidence, that marking your territory, marking your boundary and communicating that clearly to other people is one of the ways that we establish our or develop or boost our self-confidence and we should also allow other people to have that space so i just want to go through these four attributes and talk a little bit about them so strengths i'm sure this is like the easiest thing that we can all begin with when it comes to self-assessment what are my strengths so one of the things that i normally like to talk about as a strength of mine and this is something i've actually put in my resume is that i am a fast learner this is something that comes natural to me when i am interested in something i actually learn very quickly when i put my mind to it i actually learn very quickly uh, another thing I think that I can say, this one I think kind of is a bit of both a weakness, but I think it's more the strength or the weakness. It is too much of it, so I just need to moderate it. But really on the strength is that I am empathetic. I, uh, I, I always tell people, if ever you find yourself in a tight corner and I don't show you empathy, my gosh there must be something so horrible that you 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 should have done that i'm unable to forgive or something like that um but it's it's one of it's it's one of my strong attributes so what are your strengths you need to know these are any personal attributes that work to your advantage something that you do so easily something that you know makes you stand out something that makes you shine something that makes you unique or more functional you know something that improves your performance as an individual so you need to know what are these attributes you need to know them because they're the things that set you apart they're the things that announce you as an individual when people talk about you you want them to actually be talking about areas of your strength because those are the places that those are the attributes that put you in that push you towards opportunities so there are people who are just very good with business there are people who are just very good with you know with numbers so to speak i, I think for some of them it's, it's a strength one of my other strengths is talking public speaking <laughs> and i i love to talk first of all but also i am a very good public speaker so that is one thing of um one of my strengths so you need to know these things because they work to your advantage they they make you shine they make you stand out so you need to know what they are at all times your inner resources capacity to handle something or a situation how well equipped are you to handle situations those are your inner resources so issues like empathy things like you know patience those are inner resources that you have they're intangible they're in you these are things that you actually get to express things that enable you to cope with a situation resilience you know things like that so those are your inner resources those are things that you can actually use you 
know as an individual in in terms of okay maybe you are very forgiving maybe you're very understanding and you also need to know how to channel those inner resources that you have weaknesses this is something that we all don't like to talk about and i know people in uh interview sessions like to ask so what is your weakness and all of us are looking for that weakness that doesn't make us look bad but boo boo you are on your own you can afford to list down those weaknesses so weaknesses are any personal attributes or characteristics that limit your performance that limits your potential so to speak something that gets in the way of you fulfilling your um your full potential so this could be um if if you like procrastinating you could list this as a weakness if you are temperamental like me sometimes and i tell you i have improved tremendously over the years even if i have to say this myself but it's it's those attributes the personal attributes not that you can't work on them they're just not fully developed okay so for some people it's you know it's an issue of overcommitting that is a weakness because when you are overcommitted it's either you will not deliver fully to all the tasks or you're going to end up disappointing other people so all those are issues that you're supposed to be thinking about so what personal attributes and you can work on them for example the issue of overcommitting it's just an issue of learning how to say no i'm sorry i can't help you right now but can i direct you to somebody who can help you or i can't do it right now can it wait like for three weeks until i clear out my schedule or some of the tasks that i'm doing so it's just again it's just learning your boundaries and learning your capacity your 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 capacity to handle something or to handle a situation if you if if you feel like okay i don't think i can do this then you can't do it there's no need for you to not say that you cannot do it um so just know what what your weaknesses are anything that limits your performance anything that uh is in the way or is a stumbling block to you actually living out uh a fulfilled life or to live you know to your fullest potential is a weakness so your limits your clear and real sphere of influence I, i did touch a bit about this so limits are literally boundaries and this is something that i am learning right now so i can't even talk much about it um i i read a book earlier this year uh, changes that heal it talks a lot about boundaries um and i think even the book on conscious parenting talks a bit about boundaries for parents with their children because sometimes as parents we kind of feel like we own those children i'm still learning that so your limits are just the boundaries that you need to respect they could be your boundaries they could be another person's boundaries so it's your sphere of influence what can you influence realistically speaking you need to know so even like this is something that i have struggled with a lot because i'm a very empathetic person and sometimes in wanting to show empathy I should admit I think I have crossed people's boundaries 
because I have not trusted them enough to be able to take care of themselves there I said it um, I, I feel like they are incapable of actually taking care of themselves so much that I want to do it for them and it's not right so I'm equally learning what my boundaries are but you also need to know what your limits are so take time and just know what are my limits what can i actually control what's in my sphere of influence and work with that also once you know your boundaries you lessen on your frustration because trust me you are not able to control anything outside of your limit and that is what causes frustration and anger and sometimes even depression so please know what your limits are so on self accurate assessment you need to know what your strengths are you need to know what your inner resources are you need to know what your weaknesses are but also very important is knowing what your limits are okay so again on self assessment beware of blind spots so these are areas of weakness that we are blind to as individuals um sometimes i i do hope that you have trusted people that you can actually say listen i'm 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 trying to do this and i need to know so at some point my friends and i played a game and it was an issue of i think right a person's strengths and their weaknesses if i'm not mistaken but this to really stand out and i did get to learn a bit of things about myself my blind spots sports that i actually never paid attention to i i didn't know that there was so much of a bit uh, of a big deal but my friends highlighted them and say okay this is who you are and you know the strengths were long list and then there was the bits of the weaknesses and those are the areas that i've kind of been focusing on working on myself and just knowing where i'm at so be very aware of the blind spots talk to somebody that you trust about your weaknesses they might be able to highlight a thing or two that you need to pay attention to so finally we're going to talk about self-confidence um self-confidence i remember in high school i think we actually used to interchangeably use it with self-esteem and normally when somebody asks like um what is self-confidence would normally say feeling yourself mushrooms well mushroom was very nice when i was in high school so you get the gist self-confidence i want to give uh this definition self-confidence is having a strong sense of your own self-worth and not relying on other people for validation so there's an issue of validation and knowing your worth i want to give another definition self-confidence is understanding that you trust your own judgment and abilities remember the abilities are the strengths things that you can actually do your capabilities and that you value yourself and feel worthy regardless of any imperfections or of what others may believe about you so it's believing in yourself it's knowing that you are worth it it's knowing that you are worth respect that you are worth love that you are worth celebrating it's valuing yourself it's knowing that you don't deserve abuse you don't deserve depression you you deserve to be celebrated that you're a good person regardless of your imperfections that you deserve that job that you deserve that education it's, and it's just not knowing that you deserve it. It's also taking steps 
to making sure that you get what you want but also communicating to the people around you that you respect yourself that you value yourself and that you understand your self-worth so how you think and feel about yourself is really really important there is nowhere on earth that you are going to be confident if you think you are a poopoo person and by poopoo person i mean a bad person a person who's not worth it you know a person who deserves any kind of treatment so for example if somebody comes and they disrespect you they yell at you they talk to you in a manner that this is disrespectful if you value yourself and if you have confidence in yourself you need to be in a position to say no to that you need to tell to you need to say to that person listen i get that you're upset and i'm i don't want to take away to whatever it is that you're going through whatever it is that you're feeling but you will not talk to me like that i refuse to be spoken to like that let that be the last time that you talk to me like that and you say it confidently the way that i have just said it out you don't you don't need to even explain yourself about oh no because me i didn't i don't know anything so you're not supposed no regardless of what the situation is regardless of what they're accusing you of or what they're talking to you about or whatever it is that they're addressing you about you need to stand up for yourself and say no i will not take your abuse i will not do that that is what confidence looks like ladies and gentlemen so i just want to go through a few tips about how you can actually build your confidence affirm yourself say you are worthy if you are a man say you're handsome if you're a woman say you're beautiful i don't know why those two words were established separately really if you're beautiful you're beautiful doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman but say those things that matter to you i was just talking to my uh, daughter yesterday uh she she mentioned i did not uh tell her that she looks nice after bathing as compared to her brother they they bathed different times she was sleeping when i bathed her brother she was waking up when i was telling her brother he looks nice so apparently i didn't tell her she looks nice and i did apologize for not telling her that she looks nice but i was also telling her that she needs to get in a space where she feels confident whether people tell her what she wants to hear or not and also to know that she can actually tell herself what she wants to hear if she wants to hear that she is beautiful she can tell it to herself that she is beautiful she can look at in that mirror point herself point at herself and say you are beautiful literally addressing herself in the mirror or you are worthy you are loved you are enough this is something that i tell myself majority of the times when i feel inadequate to carry out a task or to do something or there's something that is coming up that is you know big and i feel anxious or nervous i i normally just sit back i, I don't i don't do it sometimes in front of the mirror i just do it uh to myself i just close my eyes in my mind and say you are enough you can do this you can do this i remember uh i think that was last year i was going through something and luckily i had my best friend to talk to and she would confidently say you are going to do this because you are my friend and i know you are confident and i know you you are going to succeed you are going to beat this 
this is not going to reduce you to nothing. I know you are anxious. I know things didn't work out the way that you wanted to do it, but we are going to get through this. And she's in, she lives in a different town, but we're on the phone constantly talking at, the, at some point. I actually got into the spirit of just telling myself, I am going to do this. I don't know how it's going to get done, but I'm going to do it. And I did it with the help of my team. We did it together. We achieved what we set out to do in the first place. So affirm yourself. Say those things that you want other people to say to you, to yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean any less coming from you. I want you to understand that that it is so important that it doesn't matter who says it. It matters that you are believing it. So whether you say it yourself or somebody says it, believe it. I know there are people who have gone to the saloon. Maybe I actually used to be one of those people. Oh, Lord. Anyway, I know people who have gone to the saloon. They've done their hair and it looks nice. But just because that one person didn't notice that it looks nice, it makes them feel so depressed. My dear, tell yourself you look nice. Look yourself in the mirror and say, hmm, you look good. You look gorgeous. I, I like to say you look gorgeous, babe. You look gorgeous. That's gorgeous. That's short for gorgeous. Because I'm lazy like that. Avoid people pleasing. You cannot have a great confidence in yourself and still want to please everybody around you. Because when you are busy pleasing other people, majority of the times are you're not doing anything that actually benefits you you are constantly saving other people and i don't have a problem with saving other people i just have a problem with saving other people if it compromises everything that you stand for if it compromises your self-worth if it compromises your confidence if it compromises your your esteem as an individual You should never have to do anything that puts you in a compromised position, that puts you in a a disadvantaged position. (laughs) I think that's the right word. So you need to avoid people pleasing. Be comfortable with holding a different opinion and be very comfortable with saying no. Like we said earlier, if you... If you don't have the capacity to do something or you don't have the time or, you know, you you are just tied up with something else and somebody asks you to do something, please, please be confident in saying, I'm sorry, right now I can't help you. I'm busy. Can it wait? Um, Unless it's your boss and, you know, your life depends on it and it's urgent. But even with my boss and even with some of my team members, the people that I manage, I have told them that it's okay if I've asked them to do something and they have something else that agently needs to be attended to, as long as what I am asking is not getting in the way of what they actually need to do that is urgent, then they can actually tell me, listen, Nalo, I am unable to help you right now, but can I do it for you another time or maybe in the afternoon or in the next one hour? Even when I request that I need to have a meeting with somebody, I am comfortable in asking them, are you free? to have a chat in the next one hour and if they say no i think the next one hour she's gonna be tied up um can we do it in the next two hours or maybe in the afternoon or 30 minutes before knocking off i am confident or i am not insecure as a manager to say no it has to be done now i i just tell them okay fine just make sure that you remind me at the time that is convenient for you 
so you need to get comfortable with holding a different opinion and you need to get comfortable in agreeing to things that actually work for you and don't put you at a disadvantage so number three admit your mistakes and learn from them there was a point in my life when i actually used to think saying um that i am sorry or admitting a mistake is a show of weakness but it's not it's actually a strength people relate to you more if you have the ability to actually admit when you make a mistake when you say oh i'm sorry i didn't see things like that or oh, i'm sorry that what i said offended you i didn't mean it like that i i was just saying da 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 i hope that you can understand where i was coming from but really i didn't mean any offense to you my apology um it won't kill you if you made a mistake you spent some money that you were not supposed to spend and now your budget is in disarray i do that sometimes admit to yourself that you made a bad decision and learn from it don't be stuck up on always being right people who want to always be right are obnoxious and nobody likes obnoxious people so the fourth one is know and clearly communicate your values and beliefs so the first two podcasts uh, uh sorry the first two episodes on this podcast are about uh, establishing yourself knowing yourself Uh, and just writing that personal vision which also comes with personal values so what are your values what do you believe in and communicate to the people around you especially the people that you're constantly interacting with because those are the people who willingly knowingly or unknowingly are going to test your values what you stand for as a human being some people will do it deliberately some people will, will do it unknowingly they'll just come up with something and it crosses your values and you need to be in a position to communicate and say no i don't do that there are many situations that i have been asked to do certain things um and i've just bluntly said no also when you know what you believe in and you know what you value decision making becomes very easy trust me because there is no gray area you know what you stand for it's either to the left or to the right you're not a jellyfish you will not be tossed left right and center people must know where you stand and even when they communicate to you they must say i like it when people say ah it means that person has properly communicated what their values are and what they stand for so do not try them don't go to them with this issue because they will say no they will not support it i love it when people say something like that about somebody because i know them that i'm going to be dealing with a person who understands who they are and they understand where they stand and such people even when you're going into business with them or you're having a conversation with them those are people who are sincere because they know exactly who they are and where they stand in life so moving on to the next thing never compromise on your core so by core again it's values it's one thing to say you know what we're going out for dinner i think i want to have a steak and then somebody else says you know what let's let's try asian or indian you know and those mostly are curries um 
it's okay to compromise on those things but when it comes to issues of for example integrity you you should never ever compromise on things like that because the moment you begin to compromise on your core it's like a cancer it will eat away at you because today if you can do it or maybe you feel bad and the next few opportunities you run away from it but there will come another opportunity where you kind of feel like you know what i did it last time i didn't die let me just do it this once again it begins to eat away at your core without you knowing never ever compromise on your core never ever that's why it is so important for you to know what your values are what you believe in and why you believe in them they make you when you are gone people are not going to talk about where you had dinner they're going to talk about your character that is the legacy that you leave behind when people talk about you that's what they'll remember oh my gosh hey this person also had work in oh my gosh integrity you know things like that those are the things that people are going to remember about you so number six learn to make eye contact as you speak this is something again that I'm teaching my daughter my daughter talks a lot but sometimes she ah, she's kind of all over the place when she's talking so I, I'm trying to get her to you know boost her confidence and I tell her when you talk to me I want you to look at me in the eye. I want to know that you mean what you say. So I don't want you twiddling at your fingers. I don't want you looking away and drafting away and swinging your head left, right, and center until your neck is about to break. I want you to look at me straight in the face and speak your mind. Whether you think that I am going to uh, say yes or no. Um, recently, I think I have noticed she likes to start conversations by saying, um, Mommy, I know that you're not going to like this. I'm sorry, but I want to say that. I'm like, that is very good. The very fact that you know that I disagree and just you want to say it, that is great. I like that. Keep it up. So the seventh one is adopt an open posture. Sit or stand upright. Do not slouch. Body language speaks a lot about us. If we are seated in a chair and we are seated like we are hiding or we are already defeated, if we are standing and we are slouching, people notice, regardless of how pitched your voice is, they are looking at your body language and they are saying, I don't think that she actually means what she's saying. She doesn't sound convincing and I know they are saying she doesn't sound convincing, but sometimes even just your body language also is not convincing to them. So make sure that you you adopt an open posture. Always mind your body language when you're communicating to people. When you walk into a room full of people, don't walk in apologetically. Hold yourself together. Stand upright. Make sure you're not leaning too forward or too backwards or putting your hands, you know, on your waist. Stand with confidence. Sit with confidence. Mind your posture at all times. Number eight, develop or master a firm handshake. Somebody taught me this. Um, I, I was at a, at a workshop. And, you know, I, I wasn't even paying particular attention to it. And then, you know, when 
I, I think I was actually, I, I must have been doing some opening remarks or something uh, from my previous employer where we had a workshop and I was saying something. And when this person came to greet me, he said, well, you do have a lousy handshake for a person who seems so confident. And I was like, what? He's like, you need to, you, you need to develop a, a, you know, a, a firmer handshake. You are confident. I saw you talking. Uh, that's good, but you need to work on your handshake. So this is something that I'm still working on. I, I still never pay attention to my handshake, but I just thought I should uh, put that in for anybody who actually wants to work on it. Number nine, develop and communicate clear boundaries. So earlier on, we did talk about limits. It's knowing your sphere of influence. So once you know that, you need to mark it. And you need to communicate it. Don't wait and say people are going to guess. No. You need to say, listen, this is who I am. And I want you to know that this is who I am. So don't cross my boundaries. And if anybody is crossing your boundaries, don't feel threatened or ashamed to actually tell them you're crossing my boundary. You're in my space. I need my space. So remember what we did talk about, even just about disrespect from somebody talking to you, yelling at you? Feel comfortable in saying, I will not take that from you. You will not talk to me like that. I get that you're upset, and I respect that you're upset, but you will not talk to me like that. The last one, number 10. Be open to criticism and perceive it as feedback not an attack on your competence but an opportunity for improvement or an opportunity to learn so a lot of people don't like criticism i used to be one of those people uh when you look at my list of um values i've actually put communication and the way that i have defined communication um, is with regards to feedback so feedback all feedback is important and it is not a vote of no confidence but an opportunity for improvement and so when someone is talking to me and giving me feedback i'm actually open to feedback i like for people to give me feedback i appreciate feedback i'm not saying i like all the feedback that i get there's some feedback that is really really hard for me to receive but i always am open to feedback i welcome feedback because first of all, feedback not only just tells you what you can improve on, it also just helps you learn who you are. So it's an opportunity to just also know, oh, so this is how I do things. You know, this is what my personality is like. This is how people perceive my personality. And if you feel like people are misunderstanding you, it's, it's just a matter of how then can I communicate better so that they can see things from my perspective you know so it's things like that so it's just these small small things that you can actually do that will boost your confidence i'm not saying it's going to go off you know through the roof in just uh i don't know one week or one night or one month it's going to take one small deliberate decision at a time to get 
to a place where you actually feel confident. So this has been an episode where we talk about self-confidence, sorry, self-awareness. And we did establish that there are three elements to self-awareness. And the first one is emotional awareness. The second one is accurate self-assessment. The third one is self-confidence, which we just summarized. Um, And so these are the three attributes of self-awareness. Thank you for joining me this week and I hope you'll be joining me again next week for a new episode. I am your host, Naleli Star.